0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And what a week it has been for the Bills Mafia. The big victory, Sunday Night Football, 38-20. to 20. Over the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and I'll be honest, in, in some ways it still feels a little bit surreal. Uh, I think like like many of you, right, had that feeling that the Buffalo Bills could go into Arrowhead and knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. But based on the two results during the 2020 season and, of course, the sting of the AFC championship game, there was that part of you that just, uh, you know, you wanted it to happen, but you weren't necessarily feeling that it would. And even there, you come out of the long weather delay at halftime and you're just expecting the the Chiefs to snap out of it or to wake up or whatever to happen. And it didn't happen. And you think with seven minutes left in the third quarter, that pick six from Micah Hyde, um, just a thing of beauty there. And from that point on, it really was just like, all right, just keep that clock running. The Bills are going to win this game. And here they are sitting at four and one heading into Monday night football to take on the Tennessee Titans. And uh, yeah, it's at that point of the season. It's weird, right? Because this game in week six, Monday night football, it's great, but then the Bills head off to their bye week, um, which is kind of weird, right? You think to yourself, usually the bye coming in your head at least a little bit later in the season. It almost feels like the season's just gotten started. Uh, But with that, when you think about it, right, a a tough back-to-back stretch, Two road games in primetime at Kansas City, at Tennessee, uh, and certainly nothing that the Bills want to, to look ahead on. Um, the Bills, a five and a half point favorite on Monday Night Football, probably makes sense, but in some ways, too, it's, you know, A.J. Brown should be back healthy for the Titans, as should Julio Jones. Um, that certainly makes a difference for them. Jones has missed the last couple of games, both these guys battling hamstring injuries. Um, So we'll wait to see. I mean, I just look at it and think to myself, it's going to be another tough matchup for the Bills if they come ready to play. They should be able to take care of business and, uh, you know, similar to what they've done the last four weeks. And it's funny, too, because I think back to that week one loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which obviously put everyone in a foul mood, right? You spend all this time waiting for the season to start. And then really, for the most part, your offense lays an egg in the first game of the season, um, maybe that was the, the wake-up call, right? Like, do you really need to get a wake-up call in week one? I'm not quite sure. You know, we talked about it last season, the uh, loss to the Arizona Cardinals is that wake-up call for the Bills, and then the the run that they went on, you know, after that. But, you know, with this said, I'm, I'm happy to see the Bills at 4-1 and one, and looking forward to Monday night football. Against the Tennessee Titans, I realize Monday Night Football does not have the same cachet it used to um, back in the day when I was growing up. Uh, but it's still prime time. It's still Monday Night Football, and the Bills uh, will have their hands full with Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and the Tennessee Titans. So today's podcast, just a couple of updates to go through with you guys. On first, let's take a look at the Thursday injury report and because the Bills play on Monday night. No Wednesday injury report, so this is the first one of the week. Mario Addison got a veteran's rest day, so he was a do not practice on Thursday. Um, In addition to that, limited practice participant Ryan Bates with an ankle injury and Matt Milano, a positive sign of him getting in a limited practice with his hamstring, at least by all reports out of Orchard Park. Milano looked good in practice, um, did not look to be hampered with anything, and uh, at least things are pointed in the right direction for him to suit up on Monday. John Feliciano uh, did pop up on the injury report with an elbow, but was a full participant, so I'll look at that as a good sign. And Taiwan Jones, um, with the hamstring injury, he you know was battling some injuries last week as well. He also was a DNP, but again on Thursday, um, a relatively short injury list for the Bills. You know, again, you kind of look at things. Okay, Taiwan Jones, he did play last week, so maybe just a precaution there. Feliciano was a full participant. Um, we know Milano is, the arrow is pointing in the right direction based on the comments from Sean McDermott. And Mario Addison getting the Veterans Rest Day. So um, right now, everything looks good for the Buffalo Bills. And that is certainly exciting heading into Monday night football. In addition, a news update when you talk about the players that the Buffalo Bills have protected um, from the practice squad before the game against the Titans. Um, No surprise, three familiar names, offensive lineman Jamil Douglas, cornerback Cam Lewis, and defensive back Josh Thomas. Um, Again, those three guys really in that, that position right now, it's like these three names every week. The Bills only opting to go with three as opposed to four. And in this situation, again, Jamil Douglas, Cam Lewis, and Josh Thomas, the three on that list. For me, the most exciting piece of news from the week um, ties into my new favorite player on the Buffalo Bills. And that is Gregory Rousseau, who is uh, obviously the first round draft pick, number 30 overall pick. and. You know, it's funny. I think when we reflect on that selection for the Bills, um, when it got into that point and you're waiting until the end of the first round and, you know, you see guys getting picked that maybe you've got your heart set on all the talk about Najee Harris and Travis Etienne and cornerback versus defensive end. And I do remember a lot of folks, you know, initially that night feeling a bit disappointed with the pick of Gregory Rousseau because there had been this weird narrative around him as a player, having sat out the 2020 season, only ran a four, six something, 40 at his pro day in Miami. And people really kind of getting worked up at that as opposed to who Jalen Phillips was and what he did at his pro day. And now here we are on October 13th, Gregory Rousseau chosen as the AFC defensive player of the week. And uh, you take a look at that, right? And you think to yourself, That is pretty cool for the Buffalo Bills. It is pretty cool for Gregory Rousseau. And for Bills fans, you really just take a look at all of that, right, and you think to yourself, um, what a, a budding young star the Bills have on their hands very early in the season. I realize you're probably listening right now saying, Anthony, pump the brakes here just a little bit when we talk about this, right? The guy has played Five games, do not get ahead of yourself in any way, shape, or form. But it just uh, very early in his career, you do see a bit, I would call a bit of that it factor, right? And again, there's been some games where, you know, maybe he disappeared a little bit when you talk about the games against the Texans and the games against the Redskins, you know, what the game plan was, what that looked like, all of these things. But here he was against the Kansas City Chiefs, recording a sack, a tackle for loss five tackles, and an interception, and a fantastic interception at that, right? With so much of this, when you think about a player like Rousseau, and I think back to that picture when he arrived at Orchard Park for the first time, and it looked like he was about eight feet tall, going to shake hands with Sean McDermott, with Brandon Bean looking on, and it was just like, oh my God, this is the largest human on the earth, right and i don't know if it was the camera angle or anything along these lines or whatever it may have been right but rousseau was was there and he was just huge and when you think of the teams that the bills play against specifically when you think about patrick mahomes right and quarterbacks that want to get the ball out of their hands quickly and we certainly would see that from times with mahomes on on sunday night but right to be able to have a defensive end with arms that are that long that is that big to be able to tip the pass corral it get the interception honestly I felt like if he didn't if he didn't stumble just a little bit after the interception that it would have been interesting to see how far he could have taken the return but for a player like Gregory Rousseau he has the ability and he has the physical traits and it's interesting too going back to the draft right even just him as a prospect people would say well he you know, we lucked into those sacks at Miami and Brandon Bean had a comment. And, you know, many said, like, how do you luck into 15 sacks? Like, it doesn't just it doesn't just happen. Right. I mean, maybe a couple here and there, you can look at things and say, you know, hey, it was a coverage sack or this and that. But 15 is not something that just falls into your lap. And now you see the young fella just making plays, being active on the field, making his presence felt, um, I'm incredibly excited about it. And I'm 46 years old, right, for me to be this excited over a first-round draft pick and a rookie and the impact that he's having with the Bills. I mean, I almost feel a little foolish in saying it. But when you look at this team, and even when you look at the 2020 team, and you think, you know, what was that glaring issue for the Bills in so many ways, right, pressure from the front four, defensive end was something that the bills needed to do it was something they needed to address and they did with their first round pick and their second round pick we've seen some flashes from boogie basham which is great and i'm looking forward to seeing more from him and gregory rousseau making an impact right i mean as we look here our article from dan lavoy at BuffaloRumlings.com. on the season rousseau leads the bills with three sacks he has 18 total tackles and four tackles for loss as well as a pass defense and the aforementioned interception. He also notes that last week, Tremaine Edmonds was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for his role in the shutout against the Houston Texans. and the prior week, Josh Allen won Offensive Player of the Week for scoring five touchdowns in a route of the Washington football team. So certainly these last three weeks, at least when it comes to the awards categories, has been a real positive for the Buffalo Bills. But uh, again, I find myself a bit giddy around things when it comes to Gregory Rousseau and what he has meant to the Bills defense so far, five games in, incredibly early in his career. I get that. I completely do. But when you think about uh, the defensive end position for the Bills, right, and Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes in the last years of their contracts, and that's certainly being unknown. And to be able to see guys like Epinesa Flash and Boogie Basham, F.A. his flexibility. And I know he's a free agent after this season as well. But then Gregory Rousseau, right, for the rest of this season, and then four more after that, that the Bills can certainly control with a fifth-year option. It is just nice to have a feeling that, hey, the Bills have, again, a budding star at defensive end on a rookie contract. So when it comes to free agency next year, right, you're not looking and thinking to yourself, well, what about J.J. Watt? Or what about Danico Autry? Or what about this one? Or that one? Or you know Matt Judon? Or these huge price guys, right? That you're starting to look at and say, can the Bills afford to sign someone at 18, 19 million dollars a year? Now, right now, that position can be set for the Bills with these young guys. And heck, I don't even want to be talking about free agency yet. We still got plenty of football left to play this season. But um, Gregory Rousseau, though, at the top of that list of guys that make the Buffalo Bills football team a lot of fun. Um, And it's a team that seems to be having fun right now. That was one of my big things going into this game against Kansas City. The matchups with them last year, the Bills seemed tense. They seemed tight. Um, I was with Fernando Schmid talking about it um, on his uh, video podcast leading up to the game and really saying, like, you can respect your opponent, but not to the point where you're so – tight in everything that you do, right? Intense with every play that's taking place or everything that doesn't go well. And the Bills, they were they were aggressive, they were loose, they were having fun. Gregory Rousseau was a big part of that along with the rest of the team. So anyway, enough gushing from me. Um, I always appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button, both here and on the YouTube channel as well. Um, The amount of feedback that we've been getting, the downloads from everyone, um, the new shows, right, Uh, the Off Tackle Show with John Fina, uh, he and Joe Miller just do a great job each and every week. Um, You know, that's really when you think of like a new addition to the lineup, just going in such a great direction. But when you think of all the great shows that we have here right now, I just – i don't know i'm just proud of the group and everything that they're doing each and every week and i appreciate you guys tuning in so listen i'm rambling i'm gushing i hate to do that for you guys but uh it's just that kind of mood and hopefully the buffalo bills can take care of business against the tennessee titans so we can do it all over again next week so i'm gonna get out of here for now thank you guys for checking in and as always go bills support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. want to get a little more from every sip